everybody. Welcome back to the More Authenticity Podcast with Evelyn Edwards. I'm your host, Evelyn Edwards, and today has been such a gloomy day. It has been raining. It's really cold. I had class this morning and I just got back, but I did not wear what I should have worn to class. I wore like the three-fourths length leggings and my ankles were freezing. I had like not the thickest pullover and then I had my rain jacket over top, which isn't like a full rain jacket. It's almost like water resistant. So then that was kind of cold and it, it was not pleasant. So I'm glad to be back at my place. And I just put on sweatpants and a big sweatshirt. I'm all cozy. And I actually want to get a blanket because right now I'm recording in my bed. This is the first time where I am in my bed. So it kind of feels weird, but very comforting in a way. I feel like I'm on FaceTime with you guys and it's very enjoyable. I know Emma Chamberlain, I I talk about Emma Chamberlain a lot, but she does this and she has a drink that she like has with her. And I'm like, yeah, now I have a Celsius with me. Since it's like rainy, I feel super sluggish. So this is the first time I'm ever drinking a Celsius kind of midday. I had my coffee for my workout and I didn't want to make coffee again. So I forgot I had a Celsius. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. I'm not a big fan of Celsius, but I don't know. Something was drawing me to it. And so here we are. So yes, I want to talk about today my story with community college and trusting in your own path. So in this episode, I'll be telling more of my story and kind of my path that I was on and how you can relate it back to your life and trusting in your own path. So because I do truly believe that everything happens for a reason and this is just one great example of it and especially with community college it kind of gets the side eye um it's not in the best lighting and I think for a lot of kids now that are going into college are who are doing community college are not loving it at its fullest potential so I know that I didn't at first but Everything worked out how it was supposed to, and you'll see why. So, let's get into today's episode. So, in high school, well, before high school, I've always dreamt of going to a four-year university. I couldn't have imagined, like, I didn't even know that community college was an option, at that point. So in high school, I really pushed myself to get good grades, to get involved, to do sport activities and different clubs, and just to make my application look good for college. So I know that as I got older, the more people that I would talk to at my high school would tell me that it's getting a lot more competitive to get into a four-year university. So that made me a little nervous. Um, I had great grades and I was a great student. I was very involved and I did a lot of things, but my high school was huge. I went to Panther Creek High School in um, Cary, North Carolina, and it is like the biggest school in Wake County. So because of that, my rank was not high at all. So somebody, let's say, in the mountains, so to speak, could have the same exact grades, be just as involved as I am, but their rank is so much higher in their little small town high school, so they are more eligible to get into Chapel Hill and um, NC State, that type of thing, because they look better. But with my high school, you had to literally sell your soul to school to get a great rank. My GPA was great. I had a 3.9 and we were on a 4.0 scale. I I think I ended with 3.75 now that I think about it. 
Yeah, it was a 3.75, but still, nonetheless, that was, that's a really good GPA, in my opinion, and I only got one C throughout my whole high school experience, so all of that is just to say that I tried my best so I could get in to a great four-year university. I didn't even recognize that community college was an option until I was a senior, or no, I was a junior, actually. And this woman that I babysat for sent me a tweet about Wake Tech and it said something along the lines of like saving money, going here, then transferring. There was like this NC articulate agreement within the community college that basically says if you, if you complete 60 credits and are under all of the requirements of like a three point or 2.0 GPA, great attendance, that type of deal, then you will automatically get into um, a university after your first two years. So I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I didn't really think much of it. My mom was included in the text and apparently her and my dad, they were both like, that is what you're going to do pretty much. And I didn't know that until I was a senior. So all this time, I even sent that tweet to my friends and being like, look, this is such a smart option. Like I was for it. I was like, if I were to be able to chill here and uh, maybe find a place and have my friends with me still, like that would be fine. I wasn't thinking logistical. I was just very fortunate enough that my family, my parents, they paid for my college. So I was trying to, at that point, be happy for whatever whatever I get, pretty much. Um, and when I was a senior, I still did all of my tours. I toured NC State. I toured Wilmington. I toured Elon. I toured... I think that was it. Yeah, that was it. I toured those three schools and I applied to Charlotte, UNC Charlotte. I applied to Wilmington, UNCW, and NC State. I got in my application letters or my acceptance letters from UNC Charlotte and UNCW and I was deferred from NC State. So, that was my senior year, um, and with going to these tours, it almost had, with my family, I was almost under the impression that I was going to a four-year college because we were touring these places, and we went to Wilmington, and I kid you not, my mom cried because of how well Wilmington seemed to fit me at the time. And it was just like, wow, Evelyn was meant to be here, you know? And so I I was deferred at first from Wilmington and then I got in and I didn't know until I got in until my spring semester of senior year. And then at that point, right when I knew I got in, I was like, I'm, I'm wanting to go. And so I started contacting other people that were deferred and see if they wanted to be roommates, and try and getting a place, and like, you know, kind of doing all of that before I even talked to my parents, and then they kind of had to sit me down and be like, you know, you're, you're going to Wake Tech, and you're staying at home, and so I didn't really pitch a fit, I was just not excited, and I think that's what hurt them the most, kind of, but if you were in my shoes, it kind of made sense as to, like, my feelings were valid as to why I was upset about it. And once I kind of marinated that idea that I will be going to Wake Tech, and the friends that I texted that tweet to in the past are going to four-year universities, and so I'm left alone, kind of, I was just, like, bummed out. I was not excited my last summer, I was a lifeguard, um, or my senior year summer, I was a lifeguard, and I just remember b 
being starting to get super depressed. I would I was not myself. And it was really sad. At the time, I was in another relationship and they got into a four-year university and so I had to still be so happy for all of my friends and the people that were closest to me at that time and they kind of turned not a side eye to me but they just knew that I wasn't going through that and so they they weren't as excited for me if I were to be going to a four-year university if that makes sense so it was almost like I knew they were trying to protect my feelings, but also at the same time, it was like I had to be the bigger person and not try and just still be a cheerleader for them. I never really shoved it down their throat that like you shouldn't be telling me all of the things that you get to do um, because I don't get to do that type deal. I was never like that. I wanted to still go dorm room shopping with my best friends. I still wanted to be a part of it. It was just deep down in me, it it hurt that I wasn't going through it myself, but I wanted to make the most of it. And then everything was fine for summer before going into my freshman year of college. But right before, I remember that I had my first day of class. Or before I get into my freshman year of college, I want to talk about my grad party. So I had a grad party and it was all wake tech themed. I was like, look, I know I'm not going to a four-year university, but I still owe it to myself that I, it was an accomplishment to graduate call, I mean, high school. And I want to recognize that. I want to still give myself the acknowledgement and how commendable it is for me to graduate high school. So, My parents were awesome. They helped me get a grad party going. We rented out this um, place at Bond Park, this park in Cary, and um, we had cornhole bowls, bowls, we had cornhole boards. I was like, what's the word? (laughs) We had cornhole boards going and we had like water pong and we had all the place decorated and I was really excited and it made my heart very happy for everybody that came to support me. But it still was kind of like that awkward feeling of like how it was weird that I was going to wake tech, you know? Like, I couldn't explain it. But all I knew was I wanted to make the most of it. I loved everybody coming. Um, I had like a photo booth there and all that stuff. And I more so celebrated that I graduated rather than going to Wake Tech because going to Wake Tech isn't like an accomplishment. I don't mean that in a harsh way, but it's really not. If I did the bare minimum in high school and I didn't make myself as anxious as I was, as stressed as I was, as pressured as I was, I would have still gotten into Wake Tech anyways. But I do know that with me accommodating that work ethic in high school set me up for success now, but I'm just saying, like, it's not hard to get into Wake Tech. So there really wasn't much to celebrate with that wise. It was just like everybody kept coming up to me and being like, oh, that's such a smart decision. That's such a smart decision. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, it's smart, but I'm not looking forward to it, you know? And I wanted to still be very, I wanted to put a smile on my face because I didn't want to hurt my parents' feelings because I knew that like, we could have afforded it, but it was it was the smart decision. It, there was no reason for me to go to a four-year university when I could have saved $25,000 to take the same classes than the alternative. Does that make sense? So, I understood why people were like, oh, that's such a smart decision, but, like, they're still sending their kids to a four-year university. So, it's like... I don't know. I just saw way past it and I was just, it's kind of like you shake your head, say thank you and move on. It was like, I'm still going through this. I don't want anybody's pity. I didn't want anybody's sympathy or whatever. And that was like the hardest thing for me to communicate was like telling, not telling people that I was not excited, but just like 
kind of throwing it out there that like, hey, I just want to make it aware to you that I'm kind of not looking forward to this. Like, I, I don't know what to do, you know? Like, I'm super happy for you and what you're doing, but I'm, I don't know how to be excited. And like, that was just something I wanted to talk about, not feel pity or sympathy at all. It was just like, hey, this is where I'm at in my life right now. And I don't, I don't really like it. I'm uncomfortable. So I repped Wake Tech. I wanted it to be more so that I was proud of it and that I was excited because if I faked that I was excited, then I probably could be excited. So that's what I was telling myself. And we had a um, college decision day at Panther Creek. It was like, what, May 1st when it's like the national college decision day and you like wear your fun t-shirts to high school and you get to see where everybody's going. And we had like a picnic and um, like an activity day kind of for the seniors seniors brunch or something happened to where Panther Creek had an um not an organization but it was just like a day dedicated to the seniors and congratulating them and everybody wore their t-shirts and I got specifically a Wake Tech t-shirt just for this day because I didn't not want to participate in it and I still wanted to be a part of all the photos and everybody getting excited and all this stuff and I was so excited for everybody else I could see everybody going to their four-year university that they got into and decided to go and it was just like everybody was just it seemed like more excited than I was and it was kind of a tough pill to swallow because I wanted to be just as excited as them but I couldn't find it in me and I'm naturally a bubbly person I'm happy I'm always going to be happy for you your path is different than mine. I will never compare, you know, if you are ahead in a certain aspect of life than I am. You know what I mean? I will not compare myself in that way. I'll probably beat myself up and be like, you can work harder, you know, but I will never be like condemning somebody else for what they've done. So, for me, it was just like I I could have done and gone to a four-year university, but I'm not. And so that day was kind of a tough pill to swallow, but I still wanted to go through the motions. I repped it. I owned it and, you know, people would still come up to me, but it was still like awkward because you, you can tell people's body language how they react to things versus how they react to others that were going to a four-year. And it was just like, at that point, going to Wake Tech was just not the norm or any community college at that point, especially where I was um, in North Carolina. It was just not the thing to do, at least, you know, with where I was. So at that point, then I had my grad party and everything was great. Um, now going back to the summer, I had the summer going through people's, um, I'm just like playing the timeline in my head and the first day of class, we'll, we'll just jump there. So I'm at Wake Tech, right? I get everything figured out. It's the first day of class. It's, they started a little bit earlier than every other four year, uh, four year university. So I used my Snapchat vlog like a private story as an outlet for me to not feel as lonely and I vlogged the whole day my first day of college in class in at Wake Tech and I remember I was I went to a completely different this is just funny now I went to a completely different room than I was supposed to I go in I sit down and I'm like wait this is a science class. I am not in science this semester. I need to leave. And so I was late to my first class, but it was fine. It ended up working out. My face just looked so red and I was like, yeah, this is not sunburn, but you guys, hopefully you think it is. So that was funny, but everybody just kind of went to Wake Tech, did their thing, 
went to their class, and left. You know, you drive there. There's no on-campus housing. There's no, um, like, dining hall. There's no... There's a little library, but still there, you, you can't really talk. So, I figured out quick that there was little community in a community college. And for me, I long for a community. And with my whole community leaving, packing up and going to their college, whether it was 20 minutes down the road to NC State or four hours away to Boone or two hours to Wilmington or four hours to USC, you know, it was like everybody went everywhere or nine hours away to Pittsburgh. So it was just like everybody was leaving and I was staying. Everybody was craving change and inevitably I craved change because everybody else was, right? So when I didn't get that change, it was very hard for me to be excited. I would go home after my class and just be like, whoa, like what now? What the heck do I do now? I don't even know. I would try and make my own lunch and I'm an awful cook. I was an awful cook. I could not cook food to save my life. And so I wasn't fueling my body with what I should have been. And a lot of things were just kind of trickling from there. I was still working at Diced, um, the salad wrap rice bowl place or whatever. Please don't go there. But I was still working there at the time. And um, the people that I worked with didn't leave. Some of them like went to community college as well. And I tried to be friends with those people and kind of get community from them. But they just weren't my people, you know. So it was just kind of hard to force myself into doing something that I knew didn't fulfill me in a way. And my boss at the time was my best friend and still is. But he doesn't work there anymore either. Thank God. But um, I just would kind of treat him as my therapist almost in a way and he would just look at me and be like girl are you crazy and I'm like yeah I I don't know what's going on like he was the one person that didn't pity me didn't give me any sympathy because he went to Wake Tech and anyways I won't tell his story on here but um it was just somebody that I could go to so it was very nice to have that mentor to kind of guide me through it in a way because nobody else understood what I was going through and so it was really that was nice so within all of that I wanted to be gone every weekend every weekend I was not home I went to Wilmington one weekend ECU the next back to Wilmington I went to um mainly ECU and Wilmington the first semester of my freshman year and um I was just so hungry for change I didn't want to stay at home because during the weekend I wouldn't know what to do and during the week I would kind of keep myself busy and work at Diced and then go out of town And it was nice for a while. I still got to experience like college life and living in a dorm room, staying in a dorm room, showering in the like communal bathrooms and all that stuff. And I was still kind of like telling people, yeah, I'm so glad I get to go back home to my own shower type deal. Not rubbing it in, but I was just like trying to be like positive that like, oh, I have my own shower, you know, I don't know. So I just remember that type of thing, just trying to keep it positive. But the one thing I can tell you that made me really sad I didn't have was a meal plan. Because when I would go to WAG at Wilmington, I would eat so much food. I would be on cloud nine. And then I remember when I would go back home for like Monday through Thursday, I wouldn't know what to eat. And so then I would just sit there crying and be like, I literally can't cook anything. What's wrong with me? it was just, it was funny. It's comical now, but then I was like, you guys are so lucky if you have a meal plan. Like, I wish I had a meal plan, so it, it's just funny, but, um, I then didn't like the hustle of not being home, and 
not liking my path, I can only fake it so much. And I think it caught up to me the first couple of weeks starting in school because everybody was going to... I was just like living on my phone at that point, you know, looking at people's lives through Snapchat videos and pictures and seeing what they're doing and what I'm missing out on, basically. Like, I had FOMO big time. And um, I would just go to sleep. I would wake up. I would immediately cry. And I was just so depressed. I would go to work. Uh, Right before I went into work, I would sit in my car and cry and just really hate my life. I, I didn't want... I wanted it to skip to the part where I was already in a four-year university. Like, I didn't want to grow through that time period. And it felt like forever that I was going to transfer. So, um, I just remember that I was not as close to the Lord as I could have been um, during summer and the first couple of months into my first freshman year of college. And so, I looked in the mirror and I was just, I remember vividly telling myself, I don't want to be sick anymore because every time I would wake up, I'd cry. Every time I would go to sleep, I'd cry and I didn't find joy in the little things anymore. And that's like my biggest fulfiller in my life is enjoying the little things So it was really frustrating for me to feel this way. And I felt even sorry for myself because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to fix it. And so I reached out to my Young Life leader from high school and I was like, hey, what's Young Life College about? And I remember my friend who was in Young Life with me, he he texted me and was like, hey, you should come to Young Life College at NC State. It's on Thursdays at 7 27 or something like that and I was like okay like I might actually do that because with Wake Tech there was no community everybody went went to their class did their class left there was no hey or anything unless you were in a project together or you sat by somebody and you just wanted to make small talk but there was no let's go get coffee let's go study together or anything like that unless we like had to so I took the leap and I started to go to Young Life College. I went by myself and that was kind of already uncomfortable just because I didn't really know anybody. I felt really awkward. I haven't done like the Young Life scene in a while. And if you guys don't know what Young Life is, I did it in high school. And it is basically an adolescent group that leads you towards Christ. So Young Life to a lot of people, um, is not as, um, I want to say, what's the word that I'm looking for? I guess strict, but not really. Like, it's very, Young Life is very different than from, like, a church-affiliated group. And if you're in Young Life, I think you get what I mean by that. But it was still fun, nevertheless. I loved my Young Life leader, She went to NC State and um, I grew so close to her and she was a big mentor in my life. And so when everybody left, I just kind of was confiding into her and she was like, you should try to go to Young Life College if you don't have anything to do and all you're doing is like the mundane stuff of going to school, going home, going to work, going to sleep and repeat. So I was like, okay, great. She said she'll come with me. And I was like, that's awesome. Perfect. She comes with me one time and um, she introduces me to everybody. And so that was really nice. I enjoyed it. I met a lot of people there and it kind of felt like high school, young life, but I also didn't because we were all older. So it, it made it a lot better, but um, I kind of consistently kept going And then it was, I had a Young Life leader in College Young Life, and her name was Libby, and she kind of encouraged me and this other girl to sign up for Young Life Camp, Party in the Hills. 
and it's where we go to a Young Life camp. Um, this one was at Carolina Point, and we go for the weekend and just kind of disconnect from school and rejuvenate that type of deal. I loved going to camp in high school, so I was like, maybe this is just what I need. So, I went to the weekend camp, and I found this group of girls. We went, and there were five girls in the car. Uh, Libby, me, and three other girls, and I kind of tried to be as outgoing as possible, nice, very, like, knowing that they don't know who I am, and so I can just be me. I don't have to show up as this girl that just goes to Wake Tech and is longing for change. I don't have to be this depressed girl when I go to this Young Life camp because everybody's going for the same reason. And so I kind of put on this front of just trying to meet people, trying to get people um, to see me for me and just seeing who clicks with me, basically. And I remember clicking with two girls, Maddie and Katie, immediately. And we were kind of three peas in a pod that whole weekend and the talk that they had for Young Life was I am who he says I am basically like the whole world can label us as all of these dirty names like a thief a cheater a slut a whore unworthy that type of deal and They gave us these stickers that said, hello, my name is blank. And on these stickers, it says, you know, hello, my name is daughter or son or worthy or healed or, um, there was, there was more, but everybody just kind of got them randomly. And the one that I got was, hello, my name is healed. And it took me a while for a second, um, for it to kind of click and now that I'm thinking about it, it just gives chills all over my body because like I said before, um, in the first couple of months of my freshman year, I remember looking in the mirror and being like, I don't want to be sick anymore. Straight up telling myself that. And I got this sticker that said, hello, my name is healed. And I just kind of like, I almost lost it, to be honest. Once it clicked in my head, I was like, oh my gosh. I am healed and that weekend was such a fulfilling weekend it made me so rejuvenated and really brought back my faith in the Lord and um so since then I was really involved in young life and the Lord um I made this plan though once I got back, or before I went, actually, I made this plan that I would get all of my 120 credits done. No. Is it 120 or 60? All of my 60 credits done in one year. And typically, you have kind of 15 credits on average per semester, and there's four semesters for two years, so 15 times four is 60. And so, I was planning on loading up my schedule so I can get out in one year and then transfer so I can move out. So then it was only one year. So it was just something that I could look forward to. I was trying to make my community college journey as short as possible. And at first I was like, yes, I'm going to do that. Now, when I tried to do it, I was like, what the hell am I doing? why am I, it was not feasible. It's not feasible. Do not try it. You, no, just, just don't. I would not do it. I would not rush. Let's say that. So, when I got back from that weekend, I was still hopeful that I could get everything done of the 60 credits in a year and transfer, but now that I had this community in Raleigh, I was more so happy to be there. I was able to go to my friends' dorms, I would be invited to places with them, and 
hang out with them, go to the library with them, and I was still able to go to Wilmington every now and then and get away from it, and still able to go home and have my place um, there with my family. And that was nice, but I still wasn't able to grow like I could have been if I were to be living on my own. You just get the... a different view of life when you are on your own. And I wanted that to come as quick as possible. So, um, then COVID hit, right? And, um, then I was more so thankful that I did do community college. I started to enjoy the ride to school. I started to get my spark back. I was looking at the little things in life and it was nice to be able to have one-on-one conversations with my professors and really be intentional about my life. Because when I got back, I was like, you know what? You're literally only living this life once and I'm not going to let it be just miserable. The Lord's got you. You're on the path that you're supposed to be. And there's a reason for it. So I just started to kind of shift my perspective and tried to make my journey as enjoyable as I could. So that was romanticizing my life. Even if it did seem out of the norm and nobody understood it but me, I didn't care for it. People didn't understand it, you know? I wanted to do what made me happy. And at that point, it was like vlogging. I um, had that private story on Snapchat. And so I would just kind of vlog my day. Lydia and I, we... um, She still lived at home because she was still in high school. So that was nice. But, you know, COVID hit and everything kind of went down from there. Honestly, it was a blur. I don't really even remember (laughs) what kind of happened during that whole time period. I was in Ohio for a month. Uh, My grandmother passed and going through relationship troubles and long distance and the pandemic, it was like all hectic. Um, My anxiety was really acting up. I started to take CBD oil and that helped a lot, but it it was like a putting a band-aid on this huge scar. And um, there were multiple times when I would be in class that I, I had to get up and leave. My heart was racing so much. And at this point, Apple Watches were still kind of in and I had my Apple Watch on and I, when I would recognize that my heart was beating super fast, I would look at my pulse and it would be almost 200 and I'm like, oh my gosh. So that made me obviously more anxious. So because of that, I was like, I, I have to leave. I have to remove myself from the situation because being in class, having to be silent and being in your head is the worst experience anybody could go through like I and with the classes being so small too it was just more awkward to leave but I had to like my face was red I I can't explain how bad my anxiety got at that point and I didn't understand why so I was trying to work through that as well and a lot of it was all these potholes And I still worked really hard at school. I worked really hard at my job at Diced. I was able to work my way up to corporate at Diced. And they promoted me to be the um, executive assistant and customer success girl. So I would... I was basically my boss's assistant. Which that was a lot of fun because he was still my best friend. And... um, I also had my own role of this customer success, which was to reply to these emails for, you know, un... What's the word that I'm looking for? Unsatisfied customers with their order or something went wrong and basically turn it around and make it to where they'll come again. That was my job and I was involved in the whole realm of that starting in the summer kind of after COVID hit and working during COVID still was tough. It was 
already anxious by itself that there's a pandemic going on, but still working and being around people also made me anxious. And it was, I just felt on edge all of the time. And um, we, I'm still trying to think like what happened. Sophomore year starts and, you know, because COVID hit, all of my friends that I made at NC State went back home. So sophomore year, there were a couple girls that stayed and every now and then I would catch up with them or invite them over and all this stuff. But it was more so lonely. A lot of people were home and for my high school and that was nice. But it still was like, oh, I, I just remember that I'm not the most welcomed in like my high school group. So it wasn't like as fulfilling. So it it was just a weird time. And I was still growing through it. I still loved my path that I was on. And I was able to still continue to do school. I had great grades. I was on the dean's list. And I still pushed myself to be involved in Young Life Weekly. And then in October of 2020, Lydia and I started Aluna's Boutique. She was a senior and I was a sophomore at the time and we had so much fun together. I want to do a separate episode when she uh, feels comfortable to come on and talk about Aluna's with me and kind of how it all started but that was a great outlet for me to focus on and that gave me drive and passion because I was not passionate about Diced. I worked there because I needed the money and it wasn't fulfilling. Nothing was fulfilling unless it was Young Life or had to do with the Lord. I tried to go to church on Sundays with my friends in Raleigh, and I I just tried to be as involved as I could be without feeling exhausted and as safe as I could be with COVID, you know. So, when we started Aluna's, it was a great thing for me to focus on. I remember... Everybody was so supportive of it. The amount of support was overwhelming. And I wish I could go back and relive that moment of being like, you can do this for the rest of your life. You do not have to work under somebody. Um, Then all of this drama happened with Diced, which is a funny story, actually. My boss, basically, of the whole company looked at me and told me I was being a bad businesswoman because I told her that I couldn't make her sweatshirts for basically $10 each. Sorry, hoodies. And hoodies itself, um, wholesaling-wise, are $10. So, with the design, I'd be making absolutely no money, my time, effort, nothing. And she didn't understand why. And so, we had a whole meeting about how I was being a bad businesswoman for it, and, um, yeah, that was a lot of fun, so that definitely built my character and my patience for, for sure, because none of it bothered me. It was delivered in such a narcissistic way where I was like, I do not support this anymore, and it took about two months after that for me to quit and do it Luna's full-time for a while, and, That was such an empowering moment because I started to know my worth, especially in the business world, because business is business at the end of the day. And um, now this is kind of off track of community college, but it still is my path of being at home. And um, I just learned that if I'm going to do something, I might as well love it because nobody's going to care that I'm... Okay, before I get into that, I want to... I want to talk, okay, so I want to talk more in depth about all of this with Lydia when she comes on because it has to do with the Lunas. So, but back to what I was saying with um, my path, I was able to do Lunas full time and that was awesome. So, I had more free time. I was really enjoying my life and everything was great. I applied to NC State and, oh, I completely forgot a step. I was like, what did I do the one summer? I got my own place. I moved out. I was like, look, I can't have my husband be my first roommate, right? I 
I needed to look at a place and something in my heart was pulling to tell me to sublease from somebody because everybody was going home for COVID. So they weren't going to stay at their apartment on campus in the summer. So I got a place just for like the end of May through July 31st and I used my stimulus check to pay for it. So I wanted to experience what it was like to move out, to live on my own. And I was still 20 minutes down the road, but it was such a great experience for me. A lot happened in that summer. I'm talking about, I figured out a lot. I mean, I figured out stuff within my relationship that I was in. I figured a lot out with living on my own and my friendships and, you know, with COVID and doing DICE. I was also in school in summer. If you have the chance to do summer school, I totally would. That's my advice to you. Do summer school. That way you're not so stressed throughout the fall and spring. Summer school is not hard at all. You just have to be good with time management. So, and for me, I work great with that. Um, Online school was awesome. I loved it. But back to what I was saying, that's what I did in my summer. I had my own place. I was able to feel free in kind of a closed world since we were still in a pandemic but it was it was a good experience and it made me kind of check off that like stop itching this scratch that I had wait I said that backwards it made me stop scratching this itch that I had of wondering what it would be like to live on my own so that helped tremendously by being able to live on my own and experience that And um, then I moved back home for my sophomore year. And then that's when, you know, Luna started. I quit Diced and I applied to NC State because during summer, I figured that I figured out that I wanted to go to NC State. I did not want to go to Wilmington every time that I went into State's campus. It just felt like home. And I remember going back to my apartment during summer and being like, wow, I just got chills randomly. I wasn't thinking about it. I was just like, wow, this is, this is where I want to be for school. And so that was really eye-opening. It made me really excited because my whole college experience at that point I was anticipating transferring to UNC Wilmington and I was talking to girls there figuring out like oh we could live here and all of this stuff and I was still trying to complete all of my 60 credits within a year which was so stupid but it just didn't work out so and it it worked out how it was supposed to so that's when I knew I wanted to go to state and my spring of sophomore year I applied I got in in March. Aluna's was still doing great. I graduated from Wake Tech. I didn't even go to the ceremony. And I... What did I do in summer? Oh, I I was a waitress at Prestonwood. That was fun. It's a country club here. And um, I saved up a lot of money. I got out of a toxic relationship. And I was... Finally, at the end of summer, I was like, wow, this is what I've waited for my whole time. If I didn't go to that community college, I think I would have went to Wilmington. If I didn't go to that community college, I wouldn't have met the people that I've met today that I know I will know for the rest of my lives and that we will be close for the rest of my lives. I found my true friends, I found who aren't my true friends, and I've gone through the most difficult time of getting out of a toxic relationship and finding the last relationship that I'll probably be in. So... (laughs) It was like everything was so surreal to me Um, and that was my story of Wake Tech. 
and just kind of the timeline that it was all on, what I went through, how I did it. I used the Snapchat vlog a lot to talk to people, as alone as it seemed, and I just tried to immerse myself in a community that I could be involved in. I also still tried to keep busy with working, but still tried to make time out of work to hang out with friends. And I also made it a point that I needed to get uncomfortable to be comfortable again. That was like the biggest pill to swallow. I was so uncomfortable. And because of how uncomfortable I was going through that change that was so different from everybody else, I was able to grow so much. And I I didn't know how much I've grown until I got into NC State. And now that I'm here, I'm like, wow. If I would have went to a four-year university, none of this would probably happen. And I am so grateful for my life, for how wise it made me today of going through that path, going through, like, FOMO and experiencing it and really being able to have peace in where I was. Everybody's on their own path, and if you did go to a four-year university, I know a lot of horror stories with it, um, with my friends not liking it. They went to a four-year university at first hated it, came home. I mean, there's so, everybody's on their own path. And there shouldn't be as much pressure to go to a four-year university just so you can fit the standard anymore. I hated that when I told people my college and my path that I was going to, I hated the response that they gave me. It was like, oh, you're going to wake tech? That's nice. Like, the first response, I think, I assumed, is they all thought that I was dumb and I couldn't get into a four-year university, right? But I got into two out of three. And I could have gone to where I wanted to go, but my parents were like, no, you're going to wake tech. And so it was frustrating for me because I kind of had to be okay with the fact that, oh, these people probably think I'm stupid. You know what I mean? I, I can't just start out by saying, yeah, I'm, I'm going to wake tech, but it it's not because of my grades. It's because my parents are telling me to. I didn't want to start with that at all. That was not like, that's just not who I am, you know? I, I didn't want to tell people every little detail. I didn't feel the need to. But in my mind, I was like, they probably think I'm dumb. They aren't as excited for me as the next person that they ask. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to NC State. And they're like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Go pack. You know what I mean? And I'm like, great. What, like, do you even know what Wake Tech is? Like, it's equals. <laughs> I don't know. So I was just, I was really defensive during that whole time. And it, it's frustrating for people to only say to you, oh, that's the smart decision to do. That is so smart. And it's like, yeah, it's so smart, but you think I'm so dumb. You know what I mean? It, it, it just was not good. And I hated that pressure of people being like, well, what are you going to do afterwards? And at that point, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a real estate agent or yeah, I'm going to be a lawyer or yeah, I'm going to be a corporation lawyer or something. I, you know, that was before Luna's Boutique, but it was just like, I'm going to transfer and get my business degree and then become this really awesome thing. So, me going to Wake Tech has its purpose. You know what I mean? So, it's just like, I was thinking that I was going to transfer to Campbell Law School and I don't know. My mind went into a million different places and if you're still going to a community college now, and you have no idea what you're wanting to do, or you're hating where you are right now, trust me, it gets better. I couldn't recommend community college enough. I hope that my kids want to go to community college. Truly. It's smart. It is smart. You learn a lot. The classes are the same. The curriculum 
is the same. Straight up. My dad, he wanted to make sure that they weren't shorting me out of an education rather than going to a four-year in a community college. And so he did research on how my pre-calc classes were for NC State pre-calc classes. And there was one chapter that wasn't covered. And, um, or some topics that weren't covered. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm not missing out on anything. I'm not being cut short. And I'm paying, well, me personally, I, I didn't pay any money other than, like, the gas that I had to fill up to drive to school, which that was kind of frustrating, but driving to school, not gas. Um, gas was so cheap at that time. Now it's, like, five bucks a gallon. I wish I could go back in time and start paying for that gas, but anyways... Um, yeah, so I was not being short of a curriculum. Like, it's the same thing. Everybody thinks community college has such a lightweight, uh, workload, when in reality it's not. Like, the teachers are just as strict, if not more, than actual professors. My professors here at NC State are way more lenient than my Wake Tech ones were. And that says a lot to me. I'm like, holy crap, I can't believe that I had this connotation that, like, People at community college are just getting it off easy. You know what I mean? And it is, it was so not the case. And anybody that talks about it now, I'm like, dude, like, you, you don't even know what community college is because you haven't even been there. So I kind of just started sticking up for community college at this point because I'm like, look, if this is somebody's path, I am so happy for those who failed college. I mean, not college, who failed high school or didn't do great in high school, and community college is the only thing that they could get into. There were people next to me that were 30 in my classes, and that was weird, you know? For me being a 18-year-old and being, like, watching my friends on Snapchat and going out to parties and, you know, frat parties to get against sororities and doing all of their normal things that people affiliate college experience with, and I'm sitting here next to a 30-year-old that has a ring on his finger and has excused himself now three times from the class because his wife is calling him about the kids. It's like, it made me happy for him and her for their dedication of wanting to get more for their lives, you know? And I'm like, there's absolutely no shame in community college. I hate the stigma with it. I want to end it. I want to shed light on what community college was for me and how it affected me and how amazing my path ended up being. I wouldn't be where I am today without going there mentally and physically with all of the attributes around me, with my friends, how close I am with my family, and how I'm living in Raleigh rather than in Wilmington. I mean, there are so many different choices that I could have made that would have led me to a completely different outcome. And holy crap, am I so glad with every choice that's led me to today. And that just gets me to the point of you really need to trust in your path. I know it may suck for right now. I started talking about how people in four-year um, colleges are possibly not liking it themselves. And that's okay. I know a lot of my friends that I met my freshman year didn't like their college you know they were like I've dreamt of this four-year experience and going to college and doing all of the normal things but it's like it's not fulfilling and I miss my home I miss my family some people are halfway across the country and it's like they feel so isolated and it's like they're trying to start up a new life and especially in Raleigh it's such a big city where you feel so small and so I I know that it's hard to pick up from everything you've ever known and start a new life. And me watching other people navigate it earlier than I could have was frustrating for me to see. So whether you're in a community college or a four-year college and you're still unsure of what to do and you're not liking your path as of right now, push through it. Easier said than done, I know, 
but try to romanticize your life. Try to open up your windows. Try to add that extra product of skincare routine. I mean, add that extra product in your skincare routine to make it just as more enjoyable. You know, take a bath, get a book, read, read, I don't know, listen to podcasts, listen to music. I romanticized my drive to Wake Tech. It was so scenic. It was in the depths of like Holly Springs and there is very green. It was hilly. It was like open roads, farmland, and I enjoyed making my cup of coffee and eating my breakfast bar on the way to Wake Tech. I couldn't tell you that I couldn't have imagined (laughs) that I would get excited to go to sleep so I could wake up and drive to school. I started romanticizing it that much to where I was so excited to wake up and go to school just for the fact of my drive. And the same playlist that I listened to, and now when I listen to that same playlist, I'm like, the nostalgia that I get, it's like, I wish I could go back and give her a hug, you know, and just let her know that everything's okay. It works out. You grow, and I'm still growing. I'm still learning of even what it's like to be at a 4 year university because so many people have learned now with being there for two years more than I have and I'm like I don't even know where like the um commons is here at NC State it's like people are like yeah go to the Court of Carolinas and I'm like where's that I don't know and then they kind of look at me like you don't know where the Court of Carolinas is and I'm like no bitch I just got here (laughs) uh but I want to give you hope that you're on the right path and the Lord's with you. The universe is on your side. Everything is working for you. My favorite quote throughout all of this was, what is for you will not go past you. I'll say it again. What is for you will not go past you. The things that are not for you are going to leave and the things that are for you are going to come. It may not be tomorrow, it may not be next week, but they will. And there is so much gratitude that I had of knowing that I will not be in this position forever, so I might as well love where I am right now because I will not be here again. It made me excited to live out my community college days, and I'm not going to lie, I miss it. I miss community college and that time I had, I missed that version of me just because of how, like, in the stage of growth I was. I, I just, I don't know, something about it is just, I long for her, that version of me, and how hard I worked at Aluna's, how empowered I was to quit Diced, and just the whole thing. And if you're like me, When I was first going to community college of waking up, I would cry, going to sleep, I would cry, and going before I went into work, I would cry. I promise, figure out what it is that you are longing for, get to the root of the problem, and start going after it. And for me, that was community, not having a friend, not having that person. Um, So... I promise you that everything works for you and not against you. Even though it might seem like all the odds are against you, they aren't. This was a fun episode to go over, to say the least. I feel like there's... I didn't have much outline other than, like, my high school experience because of how long ago it was. I kind of had my high school um, things written down here that I wanted to hit. So, I apologize if it was going back and forth a lot. I hope you get what I'm saying. But, all in all, I will say it again. Trust in your path. You are on the right path. And it may not seem like things are working for you, but I promise you they are. And if you do want to talk to me about community college or about your path, about your struggles or how you came out of your struggles, I would absolutely love to hear it. My DMs are always open. I love 
talking one-on-one. Just like I said before, I'm all about community. There's no shame in texting me. There's no shame in dumping your feelings on me. I want you to, okay? I want you to do that. So, if you feel comfortable enough, they're always open. And I wanted to put that out there. I'd love to talk. Um, my Instagram is at the More Authenticity Podcast. Or I keep saying at the More Authenticity Podcast, but it's just at More Authenticity Podcast. And I'll link it in the show notes. I'll also link my personal Instagram and my boutique Instagram, as well as my boutique's website and a code that you can use for money off of your order. So that is all that I have today. I hope you really enjoyed getting to know me more knowing of where I came from, you know, with who I am today, and I'm very excited for what's to come with this podcast. Um, I did want to throw in there that, or throw in here that this podcast has taken a lot for me to do, because when I was in community college, I would listen to a lot of podcasts, and I was like, I want to do this so bad. And so, me doing it now, it's like this, you know, little gratification of, like, you did it type deal. So, I wanted to throw that in there and maybe that put a smile on your face. So, if you're wanting something, then go for it, is what I'm saying. I was not ready to make this podcast, but I wanted to do it. And I did. And I'm so excited that I did. And I'm happy that I did. So, anyways, that's all I have for you guys today. I am thankful if you listened all the way through. I hope you enjoyed it. I loved being able to lay in my bed and feel like this is a one-on-one conversation type deal. My Celsius is kicked in. I could feel it. So maybe that attributed to me kind of jumping back and forth, but I'm just going to let it slide. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will talk to y'all next week. Bye, besties. Oh my gosh, it's 333 right when I ended this episode. Stop. I love it. If you don't know what Angel's numbers are, please go listen to that podcast. You'll love it. Um, I forget what 333 means. I'll have to go back and check, but that's so cute. I wanted to mention that. Okay, bye, besties.